to the SaaS Revolution Show. I'm your host, Alex Sumer, and super excited to be joined today by a co-founder of one of the most well-known SaaS companies and uh, marketing automation platforms in the industry that's now on his second SaaS startup uh, that's shaking the apple tree of marketing platforms and, uh, and part of the wave of account-based ba- uh, account era uh, you know, that we've entered right now. Um, welcome to the show, John Miller, uh, co-founder and CEO of Engageo. Thank you very much. Hi there. Hey, John. Um, yeah, as I said, you know, great to have you uh, on the show today. How's it going in San Francisco? Uh, it's pretty good. It's we've had a very a good summer so far. So you know, I'm a little little sad to think that it's almost over. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, for oh, for, for, for me, for me, it's um, it's, uh, it's going to be over like, after after September. I'm I'm not taking um, a summer vacation quite yet, although I have had paternity leave. Um, but, um, so, uh, so, so John is, um, you know, as I said, uh, uh, you know, I mentioned that, you know, you're a co-founder of, uh, a, a very well-known, uh, SaaS company. I didn't mention the name, but I think most people know that are probably listening to the show and that, and that was, uh, Marketo. Um, and, uh, and now you're, uh, well, on your second SaaS, uh, startup in Gageo. but you, you know, tell us a little bit more, uh, about you, you know, who is, uh, who is John Miller? Well, if I had to sum up in a sentence, I'd say I'm a marketing tech entrepreneur, a thought leader, and a dad. Okay. You know, almost my entire career has been in marketing technology. Uh, you know, I, I studied physics for my undergraduate degree, but then very quickly ended up working in consulting and then technology, uh, a company called Exchange Partners. Uh, they spun out a tool called Exchange, mm-hmm. which was arguably the leading marketing technology of the mid-90s. Uh, after that, I went to business school and then went to Epiphany, which was probably the leading marketing technology of the internet bubble. And when Epiphany got sold in 2005, that's when Phil Fernandez and I started Marketo, uh, arguably the leading marketing technology of the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. And you know, I stayed with Marketo for almost 10 years and started Engageo about 16 months ago you know, to do it all over again. So uh, definitely a theme of marketing tech there. Yeah. So you're doing it all over again um, with Engageo. Uh, you know, is it is it going to be easier second time around? Or I mean, was it was it hard the first time? I imagine it it, it was. It, undoubtedly, it's easier the second time, especially when you have a success under your belt. You know, and it's easier for two reasons, right? The first is you just you have a proven reputation, mm-hmm. which just makes it dramatically easier to raise capital, hire great people, you know, all that kind of thing. Of course, the bar is higher as well. Um, but the second reason it's easier the second time is because you know what you're doing. Um, you know, I like to say we're all trying to figure out how to get to the end. The only difference is I've got a map because I've, I've done it before. Make, so make, that helps a ton. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. So, so tell us about, uh, about your, your new startup then, uh, Engageo. You, you know, what, what is it? Um, uh, you, you know, I, I want to know more about it. Yeah, well, one way that's good to sort of think about Engageo is to actually make an analogy to Marketo or the other kind of marketing automation platforms. And what I mean by that is if you think about the kind of marketing that you're doing when you're using traditional marketing automation, I like to say that that's kind of like fishing with a net. Mm-hmm. And what that means is you run your campaigns and you don't care which fish you catch. You just care, did I catch enough total fish? The, in contrast, though, there are lots of companies out there 
that are going after named accounts, typically larger enterprises, maybe in a specific vertical, maybe they're going after the current customer base to do cross-sell and expansion. What those all have in common is you don't wanna wait around just to see if the right person from those right companies happen to swim into your net, right? You're gonna reach out to them proactively. Mm -hmm. So instead of fishing with nets, it's more like fishing with spears. Okay. So the idea for Engageo is that, you know, whereas the current marketing automation tools support net phishing, we want to build a platform that's all about spear phishing. Okay, very good uh, and uh, understood. And uh, um, so it's, a, it, I think, you know, an exciting time um, for, well, I, I don't know, would we call it necessarily a, uh, an industry yet for, a, you know, what are uh, these account-based sort of everything platforms that, that are, are, are springing up. Um, you know, there, there certainly is this, uh, this trend over the last sort of year or two that, um, uh, you know, that we've seen. So, you know, a great time, of, of course, to, uh, uh, to, to start Engageo and, um, you know, be at the forefront of this. Uh, um, and, um, you, you know, as I say, you, you've been, uh, well, you started the company like 16 months ago. Uh, and within that space of time, um, you've raised, um, uh, well, uh, recently raised uh, 20 million, uh, two million uh, on, a, on a Series B. Um, uh, I'm not sure how, how much you've raised in, in total, um, but um, I, I guess you know a large sort of part of that is you know from based on what you've done before plus the market opportunity, right? Yeah, I mean, so we raised a total of 32 million. Mm -hmm. We did a 10 million dollar Series A. You know, right off the bat, mm -hmm. and um, which again, that 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 does reflect my background and my our reputation. Mm -hmm. I think it also reflects the fact that the category is really hot. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like people are excited and are talking about account-based marketing, account-based selling, that kind of thing. Um, we've built a good product. I mean, like it works. People like it. They get value from it. They want to advocate it. Um, and then we've done a nice job on the thought leadership side in terms of, you know, building the, our buzz and our reputation as one of the companies that are really helping to teach people about the new account-based world and how to do it. So I think you put those together, it's really kind of helped to drive uh, our, our, our extraordinarily fast growth. And, and and this fast growth, um, you, you know, I, I think I read somewhere, and this was, I think, you know, uh, data probably, you know, from back in May, um, that you had around 50 sort of plus customers, you know, at the time, and uh, an ARR of uh, 675K, um, I think that was in, uh, in, in TechCrunch. Um, you know, and that, that's, uh, that, that's really good going, you know, for the, uh, you know, just being over a year old. So you mentioned sort of thought leadership, and um, I, I guess you, you know you're, you're in this exp uh, exciting, exploding sort of category, sort of space uh, as well. So sort of what, what else have you done, um, you know, to, to achieve, you know, uh, attaining 50 customers, and you know, getting to, to that level of ARR? Sure. Well, I gotta say, here we are, um, a few months later, ARR is much higher than that. Yeah. Uh, which is a good sign of growth. You know, I think. Um, you know, I sold uh, all of our, you know, our first 30 or 40 customers, or 30 customers or so myself, uh, you know, and that's part of, you know, an early stage startup. And a lot of our customers, you know, they came to us, you know, through, through various inbound channels uh, because they're looking for ABM and ABE solutions. 
Um, you know, I think we've, we've started to build out our sales team pretty recently. Uh, you know, so we're now up to four account executives. And, you know, that's starting, we're starting to put in place that hardcore machine for the really driving growth. So would you, would you say, was, you know, in your opinion that, um, <clears throat> you, you know, every, uh, we're talking about SaaS startups, uh, you know, specifically sort of here. Um, uh, so every SaaS startup should have their CEO, you know, leading sales in, in, in the beginning. Is that uh, your, your advice? Well, you know, it depends on, I mean, so many factors. So no, I'm not going to say that universally, although that's pretty common <laughs> that the CEO is, is the initial salesperson. Um, and even if the CEO is not doing all the selling him or herself, they're certainly highly involved. Um, you know, in, in our case, I have a, you know, I'm, I'm the quote unquote business founder. Mm-hmm. You know, my background is in product and marketing, um, sales strategies, those kinds of things. Uh, and I have a technical co-founder. So that, you know, and, and all, almost all of our early employees were technical. So uh, it just made sense for me to sort of take responsibility for sales in the early days. Okay, and and you 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 mentioned you you now have a team of four, is it on on sales? And you've just hired your I think or just announced your your VP of sales as well. Um, so. Yeah, so we have a total of actually seven people in the sales organization now: four AEs, a VP of sales, and then um, uh, SDRs. Okay, to fill that from there. Okay, um, and um, <clears throat> you know, sort of moving into I guess the you, you know the the topic of. You know, account-based sales and marketing. Um, you know, which is very hot right now. I think you know we've we've both said that. And uh, you, you know, I think two years ago, I'd probably never heard of it. You know, this year I, I'm reading about it. Um, you know, all the time. Um, wh- where has it come from? Um, you know, and uh, you know, are Engageo uh, you know pretty much sort of leading the way uh, here? You know, one of the vendors that are leading the way in this uh, in this category. Well, I think where it comes from is the really centered in the fact that it just makes sense. You know, I mean, at the end of the month, when sales rings the cowbell or writes the name on the whiteboard, right, they don't write a person's name, they write a company's name. Mm-hmm. You know, and salespeople never talk about how many leads they've closed, they talk about how many accounts they've closed. So sales has sort of always been account-centric. But what's happened was marketing and some degree sales development we're living in a lead-centric world. And you know, partly tools like Marketo and the other market automation vendors are kind of a help, you know, part of you know, driving that because the marketing tools were lead-centric. And so you were in this world where you know, marketing and sales development were lead-centric, sales was account-centric, there's a disconnect there. So it, partly it just makes sense for everybody to focus on accounts in a B2B context. I think the other reason why we're hearing account-based taking off is because account-based is really deeply tied, as I said, to the idea of reaching out, fishing with spears, going outbound. Mm-hmm. And I think people are really recognizing that, that the inbound model, which can be so powerful and so effective, you know, has its limits mm-hmm. and is in some ways saturating. You know, it, there's so much comp, comp, competition for content and awareness now mm-hmm. that you know you can't just you know put up a blog post or publish an ebook and say and expect for the inbound you know to start happening. You know, and so people are looking for new ways to grow, 
the, the you know, account-based marketing has been around for a, a while. The ITSMA started using the term over 10 years ago. But as they used it, they were really focusing on just big companies going after mega companies, you know, really treating each account as a market of one. And I think in the last two years, the emergence of technologies like us and some of the other new players have really, I think, unlocked the idea to be something that's relevant to more companies and more kind of levels of, of target accounts. So you combine that together, that's what's kind of created the, the uh, whirlwind that's, that's driving ABM now. I think looking forward, you know, and we've talked about this a lot uh, in our blog and so on, you know, that, that account-based marketing you know, is actually the wrong name to describe this whole idea of fishing with spears. Mm -hmm. The reason is because marketing by itself has a limited ability to really reach out and connect to target accounts. Like marketing by itself can buy ads, they can hold events, they can send direct mail. But if you really want to connect to a decision maker at a target account, you need a human to reach out, to call them, to do a social touch, to write them a personalized email. And that's really the world of sales and sales development. So what we see kind of happening going forward is less of a focus just on account-based marketing and more of a focus on what we call account-based everything. Mm -hmm. The whole process of orchestrating your marketing and your sales development and your sales and your customer success together to really achieve your goals with your target accounts. Okay. We think that's where it's going. Okay, I like that. I like that. And a, and a couple of uh, points to sort of touch on from from, from what you just uh, sort of mentioned. So uh, one point was around sort of inbound and, it, you know, the, the world of inbound, um, you know, becoming a little bit or, or very much, you know, uh, saturated in terms of, you know, the content that is out there. Um, uh, you know, so would you, uh, would you advise, you, you know, that, um, I mean, I speak to a lot of, uh, you know, uh, SaaS startups and SaaS companies um, that many of them still uh, predominantly or almost, you know, only do inbound, um, you know, uh, would you advise, you know, uh, to them if they're listening that, hey, you know, now is the time to actually probably start thinking about, you know, applying some outbound or, you know, applying some, you know, more account-based uh, sort of strategies. So um, I, I guess that's the first question before I, you, you know, get on to the, the, the next point. Well, I think it ha all, has all, everything to do with your average contract values. You know, your deal sizes. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you're in a business that is all about catching lots of small fish, mm -hmm. right, you should be using nets. Right? That's just going to be more efficient. Um, whereas if you're a business that's going after really big whales, you should be using spears. You know, I think you know, in general, if you're less than 25K uh, US of average contract value, right, you're probably going to be primarily in an inbound model. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're bigger than 100K, then you're probably almost exclusively should be focusing on the outbound account-based model. And if you're in between, well, you're going to use probably kind of a blend, you know, or a hybrid. And even in one company, you might end up that you find you've got some deals because you, you have a small business segment of your business that relies more on inbound. And you have an enterprise section of your business that's going to rely more on account-based outbound. So it's really not an either or, it's more just a recognition that there are different ways of driving demand and you want to apply the right strategy to the right situation. Okay, and um, uh, you, you know, so the next point then, so you, 
uh, you, you've used the analogy of fishing with spears, um, you know, to describe Engageo, um, and we were just talking about their, um, you know, average contract values. So, if Engageo is fishing for spears, then you know, is it is it really for uh, companies that are aiming for you know the, the larger contract values, the, the larger sort of corporate accounts? Well, as I just gave you some like ACVs, kind of to think about it, yeah. you know. But I think that regardless. You know, the core principles that we haven't really talked about, you know, but the core principles of, you know, focusing on a smaller list that you can be really relevant and really personalized, driving maybe all the way to a one-to-one -one interaction, right? That, those ideas are going to apply to any complex sales, you know, even all the way up to kind of B2C, complex B2C situations, you know, and so... I, I would encourage people to think of it as a spectrum, right? The bigger the deal, the more you should invest to be really relevant and really personalized, you know, and then just find the right place on that spectrum that makes sense for your business. Okay, makes sense. And, and are you at uh, Engageo, you know, uh, dog fooding or drinking your own champagne? And, uh, you know, if so, um, you know, can you, you know, share, uh, I guess, a use case of, you know, where Engageo has used uh, account-based you know, everything to land one of the 50-plus the, the uh, sort of customers that you have today? Yeah. Sure. Um, and I, I'm glad you talk about drinking your own champagne because I always find that much more attractive than eating yeah. your food. Um, you know, so for the answer for us is it's, it's kind of a yes but. Um, what I mean by that is our average contract values have been, you know, between 20 and 25K. And so, you know, even though we're an account-based marketing company, the deals we've been selling arguably are more efficient through an inbound model, as I said. And, and actually, most of our deals, most of our 50-plus customers have come inbound to us through our content and, and through our, our thought leadership. You know, as we built out our sales team, because now we have four AEs, we've identified 800 accounts, and we've grouped them into tiers. So we have 20 uh, tier one accounts five per rep, we have another 180 tier two accounts, and then we have a 600 tier three accounts. And you know, we've defined very concretely what, what does it mean if an account's in tier one or tier two or tier three in terms of what kind of uh, sales they're going to have, what kind of marketing support you know, they're going to have. Um, so I can't give you directly one example where we've used account-based marketing tactics ourselves, to drive an account, but as, a, as we try to sell larger deals and more strategic deals ourselves, obviously we're going to be uh, incorporating our own methodologies. Okay, and um, I guess sort of moving from contract values to uh, sort of a neat segue into pricing models. Um, you know, in Gageo, I, I read that you you know you run a, an annual subscription model. Um, you know, uh, so if that's correct, you know why annual and uh, and not monthly. I think two reasons. You know, the first is that, you know, account-based everything is not a campaign you're going to try out. It's not a, a initiative for this month, right? Account-based everything is a fundamentally, fundamental way of running your go-to-market strategies across sales and marketing. And, you know, we provide in the core infrastructure you know, the guts you need to have an account-centric lens to orchestrate activities to measure if it's working, you know. And so if somebody can't 
even commit to a year, you know, then, you know, they're probably not committed to the account-based everything strategy. And so I think that's the first piece, you know, in terms of the customer side of things. And from the vendor side of things, you know, annual cash collection is a hugely important thing for cash flow. You know, and so if you're really trying to build and scale a SaaS business, you know, you want to try to get your customers to pay you up front if you can. Makes sense. Makes sense. And, and so what, what, what is the, let, let's look at, you know, uh, challenges and, you know, opportunities for, for Engageo. So if, you, if you're happy to, you know, share, um, you know, what, what's the biggest challenge that, you know, Engageo faces right now? Well, you know, this, this whole account-based everything market is evolving and moving way faster than marketing automation did. Um, shockingly so in terms of how quickly things are coming together and coalescing. And so, you know, yes, it's great that Engageo's moved so fast. I mean, we've hit 50 customers, you know, in 10 months of selling. It took Marketo over two years to achieve that same milestone. So, yeah, we're moving really fast and have a great leadership position. But, you know, the, the biggest challenge is how do we keep that when everything is moving so quickly? And, you know, the biggest reason why we took the Series B of $22 million, because we didn't need the cash. We had plenty of cash in the bank. But the reason we did it was so that we could light the afterburners, you know, and, and just, you know, take advantage of our position to grow faster uh, than the competition. You know, and so that, that, that's what I'm thinking about the most. Mm -hmm. How do we keep our leadership position? Mm -hmm. Okay. And the biggest opportunity? Well, you know, I think if you look at back to the beginning when I talked about my career, my you know, this is in marketing technology, mm -hmm. you know, I saw, I've seen multiple generations of marketing tech, right? I saw Exchange come about, right? And then I saw Epiphany come along and frankly replace Exchange as the leading technology. Um, and then you saw Marketo come along and use new, new tech like, software as a service uh, to, and, and, and email, for example, to replace the epiphany generation of marketing technology. You know, I think today, the lead, all the leading marketing platforms are all on the order of 10 years old. Mm -hmm. And technology has changed a lot. And marketing has changed a lot in that time period. And I think that the opportunity for a company like Engageo is to really be the marketing platform of the future, the next generation of marketing technology. Okay, great stuff. And the um, final question as we, we, we come into the end of the, uh, uh, the, the show here, John, um, hopefully not a leading question, but you know, should all SaaS companies be looking at adopting account-based sales and marketing or account-based everything? Well, I think that goes back to the point I said earlier around um, ACVs. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think the, the, the bigger your ACV, the more you should be kind of embracing this point. The bigger you need to be reaching high into companies, the more you should be embracing, you know, embracing ABE. You know, the bigger you need to, the more you need strategic deals, you know, as opposed to just quick tactical column fodder type deals, the more you should be embracing ABE. So, you know, I think it makes sense for a lot of companies, uh, certainly. Okay, well, John, you've uh, you've been a fantastic uh, you know guest on the show today. You know, really appreciate the insights, getting to know 
you and Engageo better and, you know, the, the account-based uh, category, uh, you know, much better. So, you know, I've learned a ton from, from speaking to you and uh, hope those that are listening at, at home or wherever they may be, um, you know, have the same. So, you know, really appreciate your time and, you know, thanks for being on the show. Thank you. You're welcome. And those that are listening at home, if you like this episode of the SaaS Revolution Show, we really appreciate it if you rate and review us on iTunes. And we'll see you next time.